0: Well, uh, good afternoon, friends, and welcome to the front porch here tonight. I, I pray that you've had a very blessed and exciting day, uh, or maybe not exciting, maybe it's been just a quiet day where you've been able to reflect and, and just be still today. Uh, in either case, whether you've been busy or, or still, I just pray that through it all today, you've, you've just had a great chance to just sit with God and, and have a conversation with Him through prayer, through study, through devotion, however it might be. Uh, you know, friends. Today, I tell you, for for an uh, October day, it is just downright beautiful out. Sun is shining, a nice breeze here, and uh, temperatures. I tell you, it just could not be more perfect. Uh, I think it's mid seventies, and we could just keep this all all fall long. I'll be pretty darn happy. <laughs> you know, speaking of fall, I, I saw a um, I saw a picture an image. Now, I haven't been to the grocery stores here le- lately, but uh, uh, that that there is now. Cheerios is into the fall spirit, uh, and you can now get a box of pumpkin. Uh, hear me right? Pumpkin spice Cheerios. Now I, you know I, I love pumpkin as, as as much as the next person, but but there comes a there comes a point when when I think we, we go we go a little too far, don't we? And uh, so if you're into pumpkin spice, hey, go for it. Get yourself some Cheerios. Uh, it'll help your heart and quench your fall thirst. Well, friends, uh, tonight I um, want to uh, kind of continue this journey we've been on as we as we look at suffering and pain and where is God in the midst of it. And and while we can't necessarily, I think, come to a definitive answer, a, a point in, in this conversation that says this is exactly how it is, I hope that that through this journey we've been able to explore and begin to understand a little bit more about the possibilities of where God is in the midst of pain and suffering. That we don't walk in pain and suffering alone because you know when we think about it um you know suffering sometimes is is a way that that we justify um equaling out equaling out something called sin when when sin occurs we uh, will hand out suffering to someone we'll say you have you have committed a crime and therefore you must suffer the consequences uh, when we're raising our children, we will uh, enact to them a great suffering when we when we say you have not listened, you have done wrong, and therefore you're going to lose these privileges. And I tell you what, if you have a teenager and you enact the simplest, the simplest of suffering, and that is tell them they cannot use their phone, their electronics for 24 hours. It is like well, you know, the level of suffering that that teenager goes through is astronomical. Something that most of us can't even fathom. Well, friends, suffering is, is not all about pain. Uh, we, we, we might even uh, say to ourselves that, that suffering is, is justified, especially uh, especially when, when sin occurs. In fact, suffering is a result of punishment for sin. But, but it's not always the case. And today I want to read to you from the Gospel of John in which Jesus will uh, kind of remind us of this. It, it reads in, in the ninth chapter, starting in verse one. It, it, I'm going to read these, this, these verses to you. He says, as he walked along, he saw a blind man from birth. Now, now, here's a man who's been blind from birth. He didn't do anything wrong. But yet, listen to what the disciples ask him. His disciples asked him, Jesus, rabbi they said who sinned this man or his parents that he was born blind so so immediately the disciples see this man who is blind and believe in their heart that it is the result of sin that he is suffering and 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 during this era uh, of history if you were blind you are really suffering in fact more than likely he's living on the street by himself uh, alone Uh, blindness was seen as as a punishment from god and and They turn to Jesus and say, who's the one that really sinned here? Was it the parents or was it him? But he was born that way. So then it must be the parents. And then which parent is it, mom or dad? Or maybe it's even greater. Maybe it's grandparents. At what point is the sin so great that God punishes this man and made him blind since birth? Now, Jesus responds in verse three. He says, Jesus answered, neither this man nor his parents have sinned. He was born so that, there it is, so that God's work might be revealed in him. Now, there's an interesting thing. Right? We've been talking about God in the midst of our pain and suffering, and we ask the question, why does it even have to exist? But yet sometimes when we think suffering is the result of payment due for something someone has done, and, and let, let's face it, we have looked at people around us, uh, and I'm not talking about criminals who have broken the law where we have a judicial system that, that, that places uh, punishment, not suffering, but punishment for a crime. But what I'm referring to is when, when we create suffering, not, on, not by choice, not by circumstance, but it, it is created because we witness sin and we think sin is, is therefore justifiable to have suffering. But I'm—I I guess I'm referring to this concept of we see someone suffering and we say to ourselves, well, there must be a reason for that suffering, and that reason must be negative. That reason must be bad. It, it, it's like saying, you know, oh, that that person walks with a great limp, therefore they were being punished by God for that. Uh, if if you go and if you've been with the uh, me on some of my sermons here recently, I, I talk about in the book of Judges, specifically in, in chapter 2, uh, it says again that the Israelites did what was evil in the sight of the Lord and worshipped the Baals. So they're, they're turning from God and worshipping uh, uh, another God, the Baals, the Canaanites' Lord, and they abandoned God of their ancestors who had saved them from Egypt. Here, they, they did something, a sinful thing. They worship God. It's one of the commandments. God will punish the Israelites as a nation. But as we ourselves, I think, walk in this world today, suffering, at least how I've wrestled with it, is not a result, typically, of things that someone has done to deserve suffering. I don't necessarily believe people deserve suffering but yet it does exist there's also this conversation in this point about suffering that we look at and we say suffering is is a level of magnitude that says the suffering of humanity is more important than the suffering of someone else uh, for example we might say that suffering for uh, People on the other side of the world is justified because of where they live, and it's not the case. And, and and so I I think for for a lot of us we 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 struggle with this concept because we need to understand where it comes from. It's not because someone lives somewhere in the world. It, it is not because uh, someone else doesn't have what they need to have and therefore they suffer and especially i don't believe it is it is a result of punishment because of sin i think suffering as most of us would describe it anyways is 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 something the brokenness of the world it is something evil has created to separate us from god so that we will be apart from god and we will choose the world, much like the Israelites did in the book of Judges, we'll choose the world over a relationship with God. Because God will forgive us. And and that's hard sometimes to accept, isn't it? Because Because we want to suffer if we've sinned, if we've fallen short of God's glory. We deserve it as a punishment. But I also think at some other level there is a... I think there's a there's a point when we have to recognize that God is in the midst of it. God is working at it. And sometimes as hard as it is to acknowledge that it is there so that we will see God greater. This pandemic we've been in this year. I hope at some level, while, while I wish it didn't exist, while I wish it didn't happen, I give thanks to God because I have seen God at work in it. And I hope you have too. But I also see how quickly that once the opportunity has arisen to go back to the direction that they came from, there's a, there's a sense of, well, that's great, but now that punishment's over, I can go back to doing what I was doing. I can return back to the way I was, much like the Israelites would do. And that's why I wanted to read just briefly out of, out of Judges chapter 2. Because we go back and forth and Jesus in, in this passage of John reminds us that, that it's not about the suffering, but about the grace, about the opportunity to see God at work. Suffering is not, always not, and I shouldn't say always, but, but most of the time it is not about sin. I, I tell you, sometimes we sin and, and, and we do suffer as a result of that sin. But the answer is very easy turn away from sin and accept god and you will be better you will embrace god you will walk in that spirit a little stronger because i think if we as we as as brothers and sisters we as neighbors we as we as just downright human at our core except the fact that not all of us not all of us will do good then we don't have to look at suffering and say suffering is justified because of sin. But that we acknowledge that suffering exists. We acknowledge we don't understand it sometimes, but that we accept and know that God is doing something in the midst of it. God is providing the healing. We don't see it. God is uh, giving back, raising up, lifting up, the things that that we can't see necessarily, and and I tell you, I think it is it is so important that that we do this, that we walk in this, um, because if we don't, if we fail to do that, well, then we're going to fall even further into a place of anger, of evil, um, because we're going to look at God and say, God, you you have you have done this to me. And yet you will not respond or, or you see someone who is suffering and you tell yourself that is justified. Therefore, I will not walk with them in their pain. And that's a great tragedy, isn't it? That's a great travesty that we do that. Um, so as we think of suffering, I hope maybe uh, we, we listen to what Jesus tells the disciples that it's that it's not something someone did And it's not even about the fact that the suffering is existing, but that there is an opportunity to witness God in the midst of that. To accept that I I, I can't understand, but I can and will see my Lord of heaven, my Savior Jesus, the Son of God, shining through that moment. And in that, I will celebrate with great joy. Hmm. Well, my friends, as, as we continue this walk this week, as we uh, look ahead to uh, the end of this month, the next month, and the following month, and we look ahead to 21, which is hard to believe, isn't it? That that we're, that we're progressing. We've gone through all of summer with, with COVID. We're, we're now into the fall months, and winter's not too far away, and that we're going to celebrate a new year. And that new year will bring changes, that new year will bring new opportunities. And for a lot of us, we'll take that opportunity and say, I'm gonna do something anew now because I am, I am in a new and healed place. I think what we have to do friends is, is acknowledge that we don't have to wait till January, but we can do it today, we can do it right now, we can do it this moment. That today will begin something new. That the suffering I see in the world is, is not something I see and, and acknowledge it that's deserved. That, that I don't have to justify their suffering. That I can say that, that as a follower of Christ, I am going to walk alongside them today. I'm going to walk alongside them in their pain and suffering. I'm going to be a light into the darkness that they are surrounded by. I hope maybe for you, friends, that is something that is something you can do. That is something that you can embrace today. And if you're suffering, if you're in pain, if you're wrestling and it just is like it's never going to go away, lean into Jesus today a little harder. Know that the suffering you experience is not a result of punishment but as a result of the world, that God is and always has been walking with you. Will you pray with me, my friend? Gracious and heavenly Father, I give thanks to you on this day. I give thanks for your son, Jesus, for the love that he has for us all. I give thanks, Lord, for the grace that he's shown us for the healing power, for the resurrection power, for the mercy. That the suffering I feel, the suffering I go through, is not a result of punishment, but it is a result of the world that is absent from you. It is a result of something evil trying to break me down, to pull me away from you, to pull me away from my deeper and more powerful relationship with you, Lord. For all of this, Lord, I give thanks. I give thanks, Lord, for the ability to see a vision and acknowledge that it is in that vision that you are there raising me up, lifting me up, and telling me that it will be good because you are at work in the midst of it. I give thanks to you, Lord, for that precious gift of your Son, Jesus in his death and in his resurrection. I know that whatever suffering I encounter, it's not punishment, but brokenness, and that you shall and will be defeating it. I give thanks to you, Lord, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. And so, friends, today from the front porch, my word to you is this. Stand firm in your walk of faith, stand firm in your life, and know that any suffering you encounter is not because God doesn't care. It is that God is in the midst of it because He does care. He's providing whatever you need and that you shall, you shall overcome. It's been a beautiful evening with you and I pray for all of you. And I look forward to joining you again tomorrow night right here on the front porch. God bless, good night, and we'll see you tomorrow at six o'clock.